0: Hello everybody and welcome to uh the last place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Without context podcast.
1: We could have also started we also could have started this episode with hello there. Because we are recording <laughs> it on uh we are recording this on May 4th. We are recording this on May 4th. So technically it's Star Wars day and as Haley pointed <laughs> out, Friday when this goes up it'll be Space Day. So
0: National Space Day in America.
1: So we're going to probably spend today's episode 33, I believe. Um
2: Dude, I, I
1: don't do numbers. I yeah, I don't do numbers anymore. Uh let's just stop adding the number to it. Let's just say like, welcome to this episode of Without You've already started.
0: You've already um, started.
1: No, I've already started. I'm saying like for the future though. Um but yeah, we're talking about Star Wars today. Um mm-hmm. kind of the off the cusp topic. We kinda of sat down. And it was like we haven't decided, but it's May 4th, Friday Space Day. Let's talk about Star Wars a little bit yeah because i know uh the kylo ren simp would probably want to talk about some stuff and the star wars oh dm would probably want to talk about some stuff and the general kind of like DM all over the place wars, i'm a player you are a player okay it's not a game DM, but you are a player in star wars
0: i can dm star wars though if pressed
1: if pressed but uh yeah so that's going to be this week's episode uh it is currently storming where i am so there may be a cut in this episode if i do lose power or you might just not see this episode depending on how long i lose power
0: it's The so cutting he's... room it's just on the cutting room floor we'll see
1: so we'll see all right
0: so uh general thoughts about star wars um i want to start i want to start honestly with the prequels uh not because they're you know a great work of art or anything but it's just uh, I just like how they've looped around to being good again after, uh, you know, after years and, like, almost costing Hayden Christensen his career.
1: It almost cost the George Binks guy his career, too. Like, that guy, that actor, like, suffered because of that role. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the death threat's, like, level of, yeah like, stuff to get him out of acting, because they hated the character so much.
0: Like, 80s WWF all over again.
1: Yeah. But, uh... um.
0: And now everyone thinks it's good. And it's the wildest thing. You you don't see Gungans anymore, though, so, you know.
2: Say something about the motherfucking prequels, bitch!
1: (laughs) Duel of the Fate (laughs) slaps.
2: It's
1: like, Duel Duel, of the the Fate still fucking slaps.
0: (laughs) It's it's a great... It set the tone so well for that scene. And, uh... Um,
1: It hits in the Kenobi trailer, the first one that they put out, where it's just like... It kicks in, the chorus kicks in, and it's just like, we're
0: back. Oh, and Obi-Wan's again. back. <laughs> um, I do like, Uh, so yeah, I, I remember watching the prequels. I think we watched them all back to back to back because my uncle was a really uh, a big nerd around the time episode three had finally come out. Um, I don't remember how old I was at the time uh i
2: was in the uh, seventh grade you I were in the
0: seventh the grade
1: league. i think the first one i think phantom menace was 99
2: 99 yeah i was six uh revenge
0: the, yeah revenge of the sith is 2005 so seven uh i was in high school
1: so I, um, I think we just at, got into high school
0: <laughs> yeah well i'm i'm famously the oldest one here so yeah uh but yeah uh there was it was interesting because I do remember watching episode one in 1999, uh, and then watching uh I I I feel like I've I've watched episode two, but I don't remember much about it except for like the the part where he like decapitates what's his name um Django Fett. yeah he did like decap uh where like he decapitates Django Fett and like. I think everything else in that ep- in that particular episode, I've like uh disassociate I like disassociated through that whole movie and then Oh no, cool. Yeah, and number then, two I'm going through number two a, it's a number
1: two is a weird beast because I cannot tell you anything about that movie until the Coliseum Battle where the hmm. clone troopers come in. Like I forget the entire plot of number two, with the exception of here are the clones. Here is the droid versus clone battle in the Coliseum where Django dies. And it's just like, I forget everything else about that movie. So So
0: it's from what I remember, it's a lot of politicking. Yeah, I think episode I think that's that's what it uh, I think that's really what it was, because episode one was like pod racing. Fuck yeah. And then episode two is like a lot of politicking. And then the Coliseum battle. And like, I think I am the Senate is is episode two. Or is that episode three? Uh, I think, it's episode
1: three I think three that's where, episode three. That's Palpatine okay. taking control.
0: Yeah, um, and then episode three is Palpatine taking control and then the fall of Anakin Skywalker. And that's what makes those those episodes memorable. But, you know, high school me isn't going to give a shit about a lot of politics until... Oh, cool, they have lightsabers, they're fighting again. You
1: know, I didn't give it a lot of thought growing up, but I think a lot of kids. It's like, yeah. it's like growing he, up, he I was did. just like... I was like, "Oh no, but now growing up it's like wow." Like, yeah. We were like, "Oh, that's just a thing that happened, but now it's like they really went there with Panic mm-hmm. and Skywalker."
0: Some of the extended universe stuff is also really fucked.
1: Yeah. I want like, we'll, we'll goes... get we'll get into that yeah. uh, a bit. I like I want to talk about the extend the old like extended universe before they did their like soft reboot when Disney bought everything.
0: I, uh, yeah we'll get into that yeah um but yeah uh so like yeah like I said episode one you discover Anakin pod racing and then uh episode two is a bunch of politicking and then the battle at the Coliseum I feel like you're <laughs> I mean, like I Haley's like I feel like you're you're glossing over something
2: um so for me yes. I went and saw Fan- Phantom Menace was the first Star Wars movie that I ever saw. My dad mm-hmm. took me to see it. It's always a movie like Star Wars is always something I see with my dad. The movies at least. Um sure. and I was so excited about it in the car cuz like duel of fates like that double lightsaber it with Darth yeah. Maul. I thought that stuff was like the coolest thing ever. My dad, who grew up with the original trilogy was like if you like that heaping pile <laughs> of stinky hot garbage you're gonna love the original one, So we like stopped at like the video rental store and got them on VHS tape and watched them. Uh, I like the prequels, even when it wasn't cool to like the prequels, because the part that you're glossing over in episode two is when Padme and Anakin fall in love, and then they go oh, no. to
0: of course they go back <laughs> to
2: his home planet to try and save sure. his mom, and sure. she's oh, she dies in his arms, and he's like, and "I killed them, not just the men, but the women and children too," and she's just like. That's really hot. Like, iconic, iconic. <laughs> there, being like, I remember this battle, and I remember when they like decapitated uh, Jago Fett and
0: the politicking, and I'm just sitting here like. And the romance subplot. Okay. I forget. The I forget. We'll add the romance, romance subplot.
1: I forget that scene because then she's really not cool with him killing a bunch of other children in the other movie. <laughs> <laughs> she's really cool with him killing the not white children, but then when it comes to the Jedi children. No, that no, this
0: tracks, this tracks. Hey, <laughs> she's not okay
2: with him killing the the sand people. Uh, she she's not, but she recognizes why he did it, and I don't think she outright is like that's okay. She definitely comforts him in that moment because like it came There's... from a place of like rage and grief, uh... whereas she was unconscious or no, was, no she was still she was still up and at it but when she's like you killed younglings and sh- she was really mad about it because there was really no excuse for him to have done that
1: was right. Attack of the Clones 2002 or 2003 it was, was in 02. That area. 02 so I was I, 10 I can't help but feel like that segment was kind of a product of the time that was a year after 9-11 so yeah. I can't help but feel like that was. I am. A di- that was something, I guess. That is now just like, oh, is that just something because of the time period that we were in?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've had time to process that shit. You two are white, so it takes a while. <laughs> I just. <laughs> yeah.
1: So. And it's um, like it's, it's like one of those having
2: that TikTok moment where it's like I'm on a sugar crash. <laughs> <laughs> Hayley realizes how how racist it was I think it, <laughs> yeah well,
1: I think that's kind of I don't I don't want to say like that was a conscious like attempt of it but I think that there's probably a lot in attack of the clones that is built from that time period mm-hmm. um, I mean you know the sand people being killed by Anakin I, it's probably not intended to be that way but that's something that is at least to me, far too coincidental for the time it's period that we're in.
0: It's definitely an unconscious thing made by a bunch of American creators. Yeah. Were they known
2: as Tuscan Raiders at that point? Or was that like yes. retroactive? Okay. I think, it, yeah, I think
1: her? in the 70s, the first movie they called them Tuscans.
0: Yeah, Okay,
2: because he specifically calls them sand people at some point. That's yeah.
0: because he's racist.
2: <laughs> I mean, Luke definitely called them, or in the original one they definitely said like oh no the sand see now this is my this is
1: my mind like putting together like connections it's like oh did that all happen because of 9-11 but then it's like or was this just like and now is there like this subconscious thing to be like oh we're doing this but this also leads into what darth vader essentially leads the space nazis to be like there's this weird line of i guess i
0: mean i guess bigotry sort of
2: Get we don't really have the, the Tuscan Raiders humanized, I don't think, until Mandalorian.
0: Yeah. Where
2: right. Where you have Mando communicating them with them in their own sign language. And that sort of was like, oh, the Tuscan Raiders are of more of a function than just showing up and being like <gasps> and stealing yeah. your stuff or whatever.
1: So those are jelly. So it's
2: For... almost like Star Wars is good when you let Dave Filoni touch it. <laughs>
1: And, uh, Boba Fett really did also like human, it does, it it does do his job to humanize the Tuscans as like a actual culture and a people in a very, uh, fulfilling way. At least to me, I found it very respectful, uh, not just in Uh. like to star Wars, but also just like, here's a, a race of people that could be similar to people that we have in the real world but we're not like giving them a stereotype. They're suddenly like this people with a history and a lore and a culture and, you know, uh practices and stuff like that. That is not unique to them. For
0: Luke or Anakin. Or not just barbarians used... to slice for you. Not,
1: mm-hmm. not someone for the Skywalker family to have a grudge against. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: It's, uh one of my friends uh shout out to Bob who's probably going to listen to this um hey Bob uh his is a big Star Wars fan um and uh I remember when he was telling me about some of that stuff from the book of Boba Fett that 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 episode 2 I believe it is where they like go where he like is taken in by the Tusken's is literally the best Star Wars he has ever seen yeah like it's, it's it's great what you can do when you just, like, you know, humanize a humanize a group of people and don't make them just fucking barbarians.
2: It's, it's almost like you can do great things when you have a cohesive, well-thought-out, overarching plot, and uh, you aren't writing a self-insert character into your own franchise.
1: I will give it to Boba Fett. It didn't feel like a Boba Fett show. It felt like Mando Season 3, the prequel. Like that was kind of yeah. the feeling i was getting from it like boba fett eventually became second fiddle in his own show so As he
0: yeah but uh
1: given how everything given how everything's like tying together i believe there's a long-running plan and he's just kind of a figurehead in whatever is to come for star wars now good because it feels like Tatooine's about to be like a big location again for like a bunch of different uh stories actions yeah yeah
0: well, this is also taking place, like, this is all still taking place in the past. Yeah. Um, all these stories are taking place in, in the past in the Star Wars uh, timeline, um, which is interesting.
2: Mandalorian and Book of Boba take place between Ep 6 and Ep 7, if
1: I'm correct. No, they take place, I think, they uh, established... Eight, or, they oh, established, eight, no, no, they established it as, I think, five years after the sixth movie the original th- third movie yeah like the empire the empire has fallen but the first order hasn't
2: yeah. come up
1: it's that yeah. lawless is that period of like we got no... rid of the
2: nazis but we're not quite at neo-nazis yet. <laughs>
1: yes yes
0: gotcha. that's that's it's, where my that's where my game takes place actually it's because almost it's an easy place to ride around
1: in this in this it's just like to tie it into like Today's politics, it's like Star Wars is also a good political story showing us that people are dicks. People in power it's- are dicks. <laughs>
2: oh buddy, you might you might not want to say that out loud on the internet. <laughs> okay. Come at- it's
0: a shame Star Wars isn't a political movie or else it might be saying something. <laughs> yeah.
1: <I feel laughs> it. No, it's it's definitely a message. I think uh somewhere in interviews, I think it's established like he wanted it, the originals to be this like classic good versus evil and it the empire is obviously evil like they are yeah. just space nazis
0: <laughs> they are very much so um I mean, and it, it it's very mask off at times too
1: i mean the officers in the empire even the first order like they have pantsuits that look like hugo boss designed them <laughs> so It's just like,
0: yeah,
2: I think it's interesting, which I don't know if this happened starting in the 70s, just by like the constraints of like budget or technology. Star Wars has such like a rich diversity of like species and like types of people. But whenever you see the First Order or the Empire, it's all humans. Yeah. Every now and
0: again. Every now and, Every
2: again, now like, and thrawn, again, you get like a which, token. I don't know if Thrawn counts because he's EU, but oh, uh, he still
1: count. He is—he is also uh, with passing with a mention in Mandalorian and a presence in Rebels. He is actually like main, canon now. I think he's the big okay, bad cool. they're building to. Oh,
2: gross!
1: I don't so space Bills. Um, space Drod. Space. It's space <laughs> <laughs>
2: i don't know i i didn't read i read some of the like a handful of expanded universe novels but at the time it just wasn't what i was into
1: the only reason i say that is because original like strahd art had him as like a bluish like individual so
0: oh i thought you said his his personality is like oh no i would personally play strahd like admiral thrawn not the other way around (laughs)
1: But uh, I'm a little bit fucked now <laughs> if i put a picture of of like og shroud art next to thrawn like from the eu novels you'd be like it'd be the hamilburys they're the same <laughs> no it's that a picture
2: from the officer it's like hr wants There's, you to find the difference same picture photos <laughs> they are the same picture
0: they're the same picture um, i feel
2: like my my biggest and like i know we're supposed to be like talking about star wars and like celebrating it because it's like star wars day i have a lot of qualms Yeah. <laughs>
0: We don't, have to, we, we don't have to be all positive all the time. Well, there are absolutely like flaws to find in the system. Well,
1: I got on I, mean, a, I got on a tangent because like I wanted to know when Attack of the Clones was filmed because that from God what was it? It was like oh one to oh eight. It's like that's all it was. It was just us pissed off.
2: So it appears. Um, he completed the rough draft for episode two in March of 2000, three months before the start of principal photography for the
1: film. Mm. Okay, so it's just a weird coincidence. Unless uh, that Uh, face indicates something.
2: So I'm just, I'm just skimming this like production yeah section about writing episode two and mm-hmm. i have no context for this because i just found the paragraph it fits so
1: the podcast
0: think... <laughs> he said the thing
2: i said the thing it says in writing the empire strikes back lucas initially decided that lando calrician was a clone and came from a planet of clones which caused the clone wars mentioned by obi-wan kenobi and a new hope he later came up with an alternate concept of an army of clone shock troopers from a remote planet which were used by the Republic as an army in the war that followed. So he took the one black man and was gonna be like, he's a clone.
1: <laughs> I wanna yeah. tie I wanna tie that original idea. It would have been sweet if Finn turned out to be a Lando clone and he just kept took like a little segment of that original idea where it's like
2: I feel like that would have sent a very interesting message. It was like, the two black people in the whole universe are related to each other.
1: Unfortunate, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you are correct. You,
0: like, could like, simply, you, could, you could simply have more black people in your show.
1: I think, uh, could. Unless, unless I'm getting her skin tone incorrect, and I might, I need to probably look up the actress before it? I say this. In Obi-Wan Kenobi, it looks like there is a black actress, but she's playing one of the Sith. So it's either yeah, playing, there's uh, there's two. It's like there's. I think
0: she's playing second sister.
1: Yeah, so it's like there's three, and if that's the case, thirty three percent of them are villains. So, but yeah, we, you also cool. got well, okay. You also got Mace Windu as a good yeah, guy. So it's, <laughs> so like okay. So
0: the bars in hell, people. The bar, the,
1: bar's the bar is literally like in the dirt. And there probably could be more. Um, I mean, I think we got a lot of Hispanic and Asian actors in like Rogue One and a bunch of other spinoffs, or at least coded uh, individuals. But yeah, I think Star Wars could do better. But remember, the last time they got people of color into Star Wars, a lot of people got very butthurt about it. So good. Good. But yeah, let them be butthurt. (laughs) Fuck so
2: to loop back so to loop back to your 9-11 question, um, reshoots were filmed in March of 2001, so the entire film predates 9-11 by several months.
1: That is a weird But that doesn't
2: mean we didn't already have long-standing tension in the Middle East, i.e. Desert Storm.
0: I was going to say, and... Desert Storm was yeah a Desert few Storm, years before The Phantom Menace.
2: All kinds of tomfuckery over there. And it's
1: yeah, probably... It... Just before we get, like get off this topic, because this is probably not what people came to hear but you have to also think you know the 80s afghanistan during the civil during the cold war uh operation desert storm uh i think the arab spring was about that same time frame. that same uh time frame if i,
2: I arab spring was much more unless unless there was more than one
1: okay nope that i'm i am uh arab spring
2: was relatively recently yes yeah, that's, 20, that's
1: so. 2010 so i am incorrect um, but there has been a lot of conflicts in the Middle East since the 70s. I mean, they got I think and I think want it. Rambo three is like all about him fighting in Afghanistan. And that was the 80s. So it's like it's still a fairly recent thing. And if he's, you know, George Lucas is growing up in all these times. It might just be something that embedded. You know, in, itself into his head. But I know yeah, people aren't here. that's. I know people aren't it's here to talk about thing. me assuming a lot of sure. information.
2: Uh, we could we could do a hard pivot and I could talk about my Star Wars hot takes that I've been told by several people in the Star Wars community disqualifies me as a true fan of Star Wars.
0: Sure. Oh boy. I'm
1: just going to sit here and probably not open my mouth for a few minutes. <laughs> no, no, so...
2: no, 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 no. I have bad opinions. I gotta hear this. Um, I think... Han Solo is one of the worst characters in the franchise. I think he's boring. I think there's very little about him that is truly likable. And um it feels like he got all of the conventionally like cool traits whereas and then Luke had to become like less cool so that Han Solo could be cooler. When he died in the episode 7, I cheered in my heart that I didn't have to look <laughs> at his stupid face for a second longer. Um, That apparently makes me not a true Star Wars fan because apparently everyone has to be a bootlicker for Han Solo. Uh, My second hot take, I think Yoda is quite, uh, is probably one of the worst Jedis to ever exist. Um, He was in charge of the Jedi Order when they abandoned the core tenets of their faith and became political tools of war when -hmm. they're supposed to be apolitical uh, peacekeepers. and. All of the events of the films could be dropped onto that Jedi Council, headed by him, and then how does he respond to uh, the failures of his leadership? He fucks off to Dagobah, and is exactly a little bit helpful, and then he promptly dies.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I looked up- uh, definitely
0: complicit in a lot of the stuff that leads up to the rise of the Sith again.
1: Yeah, I looked up- uh, <laughs> The concept and casting for Han Solo, just to kind of see like if there was anything about the history of it. Um apparently he was was supposed to be an alien. Uh would have been cooler. An alien from the description, uh, green skin, no nose, and enormous gills. So I'm assuming a Han Solo that looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon.
2: Oh hell yeah.
1: I feel like we were robbed of. (laughs) um, God
2: damn you, Harrison Ford Why should fuckers rise up?
1: They uh the second draft saw Han Solo as a bearded flamboyant pirate, which I could have also gotten. Behind. Um yeah, but then by the I third... don't think it
0: would have been I I don't think that would have worked in the 80s though because that would have been like
1: and then know, by yeah. a little too effeminate and then by the third draft uh he was developed into a James Dean style star pilot, which is what we got. Um, Stupid. Lucas also <laughs> said he used Humphrey Bogart as a point of reference. So, Casablanca. Well, that I mean, actually—that's,
0: right? yeah, Yep.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: So the worst. Um, I have, I have two more hot takes that I'm willing to share oh in boy. a public form of the go. internet. Um, sure. I think Lando Calrissian would have been a better third member of like the the original trio. I think if you swapped mm-hmm. him and Han Solo, it would have been a much more compelling film franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there's anything wrong with it. I just, I, I'm a Han Solo hater, <laughs> and um, certified certified Han Solo hater and this one gets me uh fearful of my safety if it ever comes up in public around people in real life uh unabashedly and I think I've said it on the podcast before I'm just re-owning up uh my favorite Star Wars movie is The Last Jedi and you can peel you can pry that film out of my cold dead hands I think it's the best of the modern Star Wars including the prequels not including the shows but I think it's the best one, and everyone's like, nah, nah, nah. "I don't care." It's the best one. It was. It so is the only Star Wars movie that has ever surprised me.
0: So that's the one where, like, it, uh, they uh, they kill Snoke, and then they have the really, really cool shots that's like back to back.
2: Yeah, the that, only that's that's fine.
1: That's that, that only... Is a only
2: controversial take. Deca, you don't understand you're,
1: you're, that is the only memorable <laughs> that's the only memorable scene for that movie for me it's like attack it i don't know what it is about star wars and the second movie of each series i can only remember one solid scene from every it, second it, star wars movie
0: Haley loves them because of the romance subplot that happens okay if i had to choose my favorite movie from each
2: trio mm-hmm. uh episode three Mm -hmm. oh my god i bawled my eyes out in that theater my poor father having to drag (laughs) his like 12 year old child to cry at the movie theater um original trilogy obviously episode 5 empire strikes back is solidly the best of the original trilogy and unabashedly the last jedi um i felt like the first i felt like episode 7 was too predictable which is actually a good thing in my opinion because it helped Reassure those coming back to the franchise that, like, hey, we're not going to do anything crazy like we did in the prequels while also easily introducing a new generation of fans. But episode eight is the only Star Wars film to ever genuinely surprise me. I did not see him killing Snoke coming, didn't see that happening, and didn't I see just, him going I, for the supreme leader. I was like, are we getting a Kylo Redemption arc in episode two? Oh my nope. god. And then
0: I, and then we didn't. I feel
1: like this, it's. There's a lot about the sequel trilogy that, like, we could pick at for, like, little things.
2: What do you mean they never finished it?
1: Yeah. Snoke's death had no gravity for me. It's like, because I think he was, like, kind of seen in Force Awakens, and then he just, like, shows up and then just, like, promptly dies, and it's like, who are you? (laughs) So...
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend, I'm gonna defend Last Jedi with my dying breath, and okay. I, I do feel like, in the grand scheme of things, it was probably a misstep,
0: pulling
2: Snoke as early as they did because now we have fucking Palpatine coming back because Kylo Ren apparently isn't enough of a villain on his own with Hux.
1: I have one thing is. to say about the ninth movie, but I'm gonna save that for later. Was... Okay, cool. <laughs> I just um... have one thing, and I, I wish I never knew it i'll just say now uh, i could live without knowing palpatine fucks <laughs> it's like i could live without, <laughs> I palpatine could live without knowing, could live knowing palpatine fucks. the palpatine folks but they they did it they showed it and it's a thing it's like yep, yep i did it <laughs> it's like okay. cool
0: they didn't they didn't show no never mind you continue Haley. sorry anyway, they, sh-
1: they showed Haley. with offspring. <laughs> offspring
0: okay
2: anywho so i feel one of the great tonal shifts with Snoke, and it's sort of. I think Ryan Johnson was setting up a really good shot for whomever took the third film to really set up Kylo Ren as a formidable enemy. Because in the first film, you just see Snoke's giant hologram head, yeah. and he's this sort of like distant, imposing figure that strikes fear into like Kylo Ren and Hux, who's a freaking sociopath. And in the second film, They make him small. They make him old, decrepit, weak. And that was significant to me because it's like, why are these two evil, deplorable, unforgivable, but capable men bowing to this, whatever that slug man is over on that (laughs) throne in a gold bathrobe? Like, what in the (laughs) hell is that? And I think... I can't think of like what message, like I don't have anything poetic to say about what the message of that is, other than like Kylo Ren stepped into his own in that moment. And then and then and then the volleyball went over to JJ Abrams and he promptly spikes it in his <laughs> own feet and went, No, I don't want Kylo Ren to be capable.
1: <laughs> See, that's what gets me the most about the potential of the sequel trilogies. They needed to either plan it out together. Instead of just hot potatoing the movie sequels to each other or commit to a single director. And I think that is where the fatal flaw of the sequel trilogy is, is that you have two cooks in the same kitchen.
2: I, I feel another major flaw is they committed one of the cardinal sins of the prequel trilogy without realizing it which was they didn't, like, what made the original series good was there was one villain and his, like, ancillary villain as a throughway, like, a byline yeah. through the entire movies to kind of keep you, like, oh, God, we got to fuck up that Darth Vader dude. Then, oh, my God, Darth Vader's his dad? Um, The main that, like, there's a set of videos that I strongly recommend anybody watch. I, I'll i have to find the link and have Sharky put it in the description, but it's a guy doing like what if the star wars prequels were good like actually good and by changing obi-wan to being the main character like the main pov character and keeping one villain one villain keeping darth maul as the villain because the first one was darth maul and then mm-hmm. it was fucking dooku in the second one yep, foley? yeah yep. count dooku in the second one and then whatever the fuck general grievous was um the worst for villain for ever for because sure. he's like I'm really badass <laughs> I'm leaving um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a robot with a
1: lung problem <laughs>
2: and the first two sequel movies kept that same villain triad or like core four of them because it was Quartet. which as as someone who's uh, well versed in Sith lore, I was pretty annoyed that there were so many but whatever um, you had Snoke you had Kylo, Hux, and Phasma, which I was like, cool, like, everyone has someone that they particularly despise. Sure. Cool. Um, but then they just, they killed Snoke, which I'm a fan of doing it, like, if that scene could have just been in the third movie, it would have been really good. But, uh, and then they just, they put in Palpatine. Well, like, oh, that yeah. episode- totally uh, negates the gravitas of the entire first trilogy, but Whatever! Well-
0: That episode 8, they kind of just jettisoned every villain from the last episode just out. They're like, alright, they're all gone. Yeah. Now it's Palpatine. They got rid of Phasma, right?
2: Phasma, it was implied, but you thought she died in the first one and she came back. It's implied that she was gone, but Hux and Kylo were very much alive. So you went, you boiled down your four villains into two. So if anything, he consolidated to Kylo and his rabid little fox boy. And and then they're like, you know what this franchise needs? This old dead man, which totally negates the sacrifice of Anakin Skywalker at the end of episode six.
1: There's a lot about episode nine that
2: I don't even like thinking about it.
1: It leaves a sour taste because you're right, it does negatively affect the older movies. Mm -hmm. It's like Anakin's growth from one to his sacrifice is like oh it's for nothing palpatine's still here and then it's like oh his sacrifice is avenged because of force ghosts and this new character it's like no it it negates it anakin i i I wanted the story that i thought we were getting which was ray poe and finn being the new triad and having like Mm -hmm a smart a smart a smart like scavenger who you know can like the smart m- scavenger mechanic the stormtrooper who i really wanted to become a jedi yeah. like just seeing like how does this new thing affect it and then you have the cocky pilot which is the han solo stand in but pose better so
0: infinitely better, infinitely better and, and then, then they, they robbed made, us of the gay. Dealer, and i'm fucking mad
1: <laughs> they robbed us of the gay Oh, it's supposed to be Poe and Finn and we were robbed. Thanks, Disney.
2: Who the hell is Zori? I don't give a shit about Zori.
1: Who's that little pocket gremlin that she had? But also, (laughs) it's also kind of insulting because in the second movie, Leia, this famous general, the hero of the resistance calls for help and nobody comes. And then in nine, Lando's just like, hey, everybody, we got to go fight And the entire fucking galaxy shows up. And it's like. What the fuck?
2: That's another cool thing that Ryan Johnson set up for whoever did the next one was like, we can't rely on the methodology and the infrastructure of the past because that clearly didn't work. If the first order was allowed to become the first order on the watch of all those people. Yeah, And it passed the baton to the next generation of like, you guys got to find what works for you all and forge new alliances. Yeah, it's
1: just, it's like, it's not going to work for Leia. And then they fumbled it. It's like, it's not going to work for the former resistance. The new Republic is blown to hell. The planet's gone. So it's like, all right, this, yeah, this new generation growing up in this age of this like a new looming empire has to stop it they have to stop this cycle and it's just like nope lando calls one dude and then the whole galaxy shows up and it's like
2: i do love that for lando though
1: i love this good for lando i love the scene i love poe's like ship coming up over like the star destroyer and you just see like this huge fucking fleet like it's a good it's a cool scene because it's like hell. It's that thing. It's like hell, yeah. But it's like the way that they yeah, got to the that point. Scene. Yeah, it's the way that they got to that point. Just like it leaves a sour taste.
2: Mm-hmm. I feel like that movie was trying too hard to elicit emotional reactions out of the viewers that it didn't. Yeah. Burn. Yep. Like for example, um, killing Chewie and then not killing Chewie. Yeah. And uh, cowards to reveal like. <laughs> It would have been, like, if if they had to have Palpatine back, like, if that was, like, the grand scheme of Star Wars from, like, the minute the idea germinated in George Lucas's mind, why would they put it in the opening crawl? Wouldn't yeah. it be cooler if, like, Kylo's out there being doing that scene where he, like, slams that dude in the ground and I'm just sitting there like, oh, God, why <laughs> is it so hot? Um,
0: uh-huh.
2: And have him be like, oh, man, like... I thought I killed Snoke and got the mean voices out of my head. Who's this other mean voice in my head? And then you have the surprise of like, oh, it's some like d- like weird half-assed resurrection of Palpatine. That would have been actually or maybe kind of just.
1: Cool. Also, don't put it in the trailer.
2: Don't put it in the trailer. Like, don't l- make the trailer. The crawl.
1: Make the trailer. Make it be like, all right, hey, we found the secret base for the First Order. You know, we're, this is the last stand. We got to stop them. And then like, without anybody knowing from the trailer without anybody knowing from tv spots just boom palpatine's back just like that was
2: what they were working on because like that's a very neo-nazi thing to do like do you like this is probably gonna get like content flagged being like oh i i've always i always check
1: i always check our videos as this is now suitable for anybody under 18 so okay cool
2: (laughs) you best believe if like the Disney adults have that conspiracy of like Disney's frozen head, while well, Disney's frozen head is underneath Cinderella's castle or wherever the, wherever his frozen head is, you best believe if there was a, an ability for some neo Nazis to have like a whole ass like decrepit half frozen.
1: It's just the Futurama head in the jar. Of, <laughs> just. Of
2: their, of
1: their you can do that now. They own world. Futurama.
2: Yeah. So you bet. Like that would have tracked for like. We thought these old space Nazis were cool. If we had like, I don't know, that body it's, that uh, fell down that shaft.
1: <laughs> it's just so weird because it's like Palpatine being back is literally like these neo Nazis resurrected Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> like
0: it's it's the plot to Wolfenstein, really. It's
1: it is the plot to Wolfenstein. Like it really is. I mean-
0: wasn't there a line that Poe delivers
2: in that film where he's like, Some and like,
1: that I don't it's written. No, I'm it's written. No, it is. No, it is. It is a written line. It's I just it su- literally just, I, it's like, just, it's, I, it's Oscar Isaac just reacting to the information that Al- he received. Has returned. They're like, How is this possible? And all he says is, Somehow Palpatine has come back. And that's all they leave it as. They don't explain it. <laughs> it's just, it's there. Somehow he's back. The movie proceeds as intended.
0: It's the dark side of the force.
1: And that's why I'm like, what the fuck happened to this movie? That's
2: not how Bogan works.
1: (laughs) It's just, it's weird because, like, if they're doing what I feel they're doing in the shows, where they're building towards this ragtag team of, you know, Mando, Boba Fett, Ahsoka going up against Thrawn, like, if that's the storyline I feel the shows are taking, you have the First Order on a planet outside of the system that is based to a giant first order like fleet of ships that is essentially where thrawn is stationed in the extended universe novels it could have been thrawn but they They chose palpatine (laughs) so because the thing is
0: thrawn is space drawn
1: after darth vader's death palpatine and darth vader is like the next big bad in the extended universe and he resides with a whole secret fleet outside of the system, which is the plot that they set up in The Last Skywalker, but then they slapped Palpatine in place of Thrawn. And I'm like, it would have been cooler I was have like, Thrawn. it's like, you hit us with Thrawn sure. and then build, you know, like a post-sequel series, like a TV show following that more. Ooh, instantly, instantly great. But considering that uh, it's Palpatine and the First Order, I feel like Thrawn yes. is not going to survive whatever happens
2: here's here's how you could have done it whoever this snoke guy was which like to this day i like rise of skywalker was like oh snoke was some kind of failed clone of palpatine yawn boring dumb um for sure if snoke was someone who like figured out they had like dark side powers while like working under thrawn or whatever it was just like i'm gonna you like betrayed thrawn or like somehow like got Thrawn out of the picture And then raised like, Kylo Ren and then Hux and everybody. And then Kylo kills Snoke, and then Thrawn comes in being like, you're sitting in my chair, you little punk-ass bitch. (laughs) Like, that would have been so cool! Because you know who's a punk bitch? Hold on. Kylo Ren is a punk
1: bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing that gets me is, like, I think they might have covered in, like, the comics, because a lot of the comics now fit this new timeline that Disney has made they're like hey we bought Lucasfilm's originals see the prequels sequels Clone Wars and the spin-offs that is the new canon so we're going to make these comic books that kind of fill the space between a lot of stuff and we're going to do Mandalorian and Bulba Fett and that's going to be like our TV division filling the space between the original movies and the sequel trilogy so I'm they might have explained Snoke in like a comic book somewhere but like, I
2: don't
1: think so. it's not that people aren't going to know that, you know, unless it's like told to them. And who are the Knights of Ren?
0: The Knights <laughs> of Ren are explained in the comics, and I'm sure Haley knows. But it. like,
1: they show up, and yeah. like the they show up at the start of Force uh, Force Awakens, and then I don't think they ever show up again. <laughs>
2: They operate outside of the First Order when Kylo burns down the original uh, Skywalker Jedi Academy. He falls in with the Knights of Ren and is, like, training to be one of them before he makes his way to Snoke or as part of his training for Snoke. And he's able to work his way up the ranks, kills the leader, becomes the leader of the Knights of Ren, and brings them with him to First Order. They are not loyal to the First Order. They exclusively are loyal to Ben Solo. Mm.
1: Makes sense. Yep. That's, that's the Knights it. of Ren. It's just like
2: my favorite guy's name is Vicrul. Vicrul, Vicrul. Because it's because it looks silly.
1: <laughs> so I'm gonna compare sequel trilogy, what we got, to the sequel trilogy that could have happened if we followed the extended <laughs> universe. So they kept some stuff uh from the from the original extended universe. Uh Han and Leia's kid. Uh, being there's one not the EU. they have like yeah they have like three kids I think in the EU Jason I, and
2: Jay, Jay,
1: Jay, J- uh, Jay I think uh and Jace Jason. I think Jace Solo and there's a lot of offspring in the extended universe there's a but spring. it's so okay so like the extended universe after everything Luke starts a new Jedi order he has his nephews uh his kids I believe cuz I believe he also gets married and has a kid and a bunch Marjane. of new they missed an opportunity bringing her into the franchise um so it's like they have that and then it's like it leads to all this other stuff with like new siths showing up and then you know Han and Leia's kid turning to the dark side which is what we got for sequel so they they took that premise of it But like, show me, I mean, we're getting it, we're finally getting it in the TV shows, but show me Luke at like peak Jedi power, like fighting a new like Sith. But you can go like deeper and deeper into the extended universe, where eventually gets to the point of exploring where does the force come from? Oh, it's this crazy goddess that we have to fight. Like mm-hmm. they start fighting deities, and yeah, then the, there's the, like
2: the sister the mother,
1: yeah they they the do, mother, the I forget mother. the names, but they do all that. I remember that being a thing, Thron shows up as a big uh extended universe villain, and then we get the weird shit <laughs> that's like Space that's like this alien race from another galaxy shows up, they're resistant to force powers. And, like, they can't be detected by the Force. So they're, like, the perfect Jedi killers. And it turns into this whole, like, galaxy-wide, like, invasion with them. It's like this whole big civil, like, this whole big war. A bunch of named characters die. And it's just like, where are we going with this? (laughs) I see
2: why Disney was like, eh. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah, they kind of lost the plot there. They're like, hmm. Let's not do that. Bring back Palpatine. (laughs) (laughs) This <laughs> is like But uh I think it was the same guy too, right? Hmm? I think Palpatine was played by the same actor yeah, from the prequel. Oh, yeah,
0: same actor, yeah.
1: I mean I like that. I like when they got the when they get the originals back, which is why I'm excited for Kenobi. Because oh. Erin McGregor deserves that role.
0: Han and Hank Christensen, Christensen comes back
1: deserves another chance.
2: I have complicated yes. feelings about you and McGregor as a person.
1: That's fair. Yeah. but um yeah so it's like they have all this history and a bunch of novels i can't even think about the number of novels that exist for star wars post you know uh return of the jedi that's the third original one yep. and uh it's like years it's fucking what like 80 yep. something to 2010 so 30 years worth of novels you got comic books video games like a bunch of video games it's wild
2: to me that like i can't think of another and like this might just be my own ignorance but like i cannot think of another fandom where people were like allowed to just publish like licensed fan fiction that became quote-unquote canon until disney was like no we own it now we don't i'm we sure don't there's do that other here. ones that do it <laughs> <laughs> but...
0: i'll get into that in a sec
2: yeah but that um. was what blew my mind because, like there's there's reylo fan fiction which is the ship of Ray and kylo yeah that are being published as like normie novels now and mm-hmm. i'm too scared to read
1: the thing was with, like, no, what if I
2: already read this on fanfiction.net or AO3.com?
1: I think what changed is that uh, Disney is doing their, like, their true timeline now, where it's like, hey, uh, Star Wars Fallen Order, the video game, takes place after Order 66, but before the original movie. It introduces the Inquisition, which are showing back up in uh, Kenobi, so that actually fits into the timeline. And it's like they're it's essentially what Kevin Feige is doing with Marvel, where it's like, all right, what story do you want to write? All right, where does it fit into this? Here's the established continuity that we have. Make it work. So it's like there's actually like a committee now, and I think it's Dave Fellini and John Favreau are like the two heads of it now. And they're good at it. And they're very fucking good at it. <laughs> so they're like, hey. I'm going to do stuff in this show that you guys are still exploring in the cartoon, but we're going to have it all work out because we're talking to each other. Mm -hmm. So. And we got Giancarlo Esposito as a fucking villain.
2: Is that the chicken man?
1: Yeah, it's uh, the chicken guy from Breaking Bad. Gus.
2: You have something I
1: want. (laughs) And I have this sweet fucking lightsaber that I never thought I would see in live action. <laughs> so, Pretty spooky. He's just like, I just have this. And I'm like, yeah, he just has that. <laughs>
2: I will say, one thing that I've appreciated, I mean, I haven't watched most of the shows, like, I never watched um, the Clone Wars TV show, I didn't watch Rebels. Um, my first encounter with them, kind of filling the spaces between the films was Rogue One, which another controversial haley opinion I think Rogue One is a stinky hot pile of garbage, but it had some good points to it um the ones that really stood out to me i in my own defense, I saw Rogue One the day that Carrie Fisher went to the hospital, yeah, so it was already it was it's a cursed film for me i
1: I like Rogue One. I don't think a movie was the best way to show it.
2: It, Yeah. I I think it
1: would have been better as like a mini series of like a show or something.
2: My favorite bits were it explained how like it alluded to how Jedi culture was erased so swiftly. Oh, yeah. And why they needed to have that done so much because they were using Kyber to power their weapons versus powering lightsabers. So I was like, that's an interesting plot hole that you filled. It also filled the plot hole of why was there such a glaring structural error in the Death Star, and it was, oh, because...
1: Because this guy wanted revenge, and he built it into...
2: built it into it so his daughter could destroy
1: the whole thing that he was being forced to do. Why is the opening I... to the original movie so fucking hectic? It's because Darth Vader is chasing you down a hallway. <laughs> so, in yeah, one of probably so... the best scene, I think, in a Star Wars movie was just yeah. Darth Vader showing why he... Finally
2: being able to kick ass. It...
1: I keep I have this conversation with my friends after we saw it. This was the first time that we've seen Darth Vader from a normal person's point of view. We've always ever seen him from another Jedi's point of view. This was a horror movie to these rebel soldiers. This is yeah. space Jason Voorhees chasing you down a hallway.
0: <laughs> it's, Jason, it's Jason X, but you gave Jason lightsaber.
1: Just, it's a horror movie. And it's like it's so fucking tense and it's like this is because we're seeing it from these normal people's point of view
2: oh see i was mm. stoked because i knew the movie was over. <laughs> <laughs> fair, I, fair,
1: fair, fair. my
2: my my favorite part of that film was when we were leaving and everyone in the theater is all like sniffly and crying and I'm just ready to get the fuck out of the theater. Cause like there was, there was two moments in that movie that passed where I leaned over to my dad and said, I'm ready to leave. And that's the first time I've ever wanted to leave a Star Wars movie. um. And these girls in front of us were like, isn't it so sad? Like, this is not me passing judgment on these girls. This is just a moment that I felt was indicative of sort of that movie and why I don't like it. They are like, I didn't think that all of them would die. And I said, we got to the car and he's like, you've been my dad was like, you've been you've been dying to say something <laughs> what was it you want to say. And I was like, anyone who has seen episode four should have walked into that theater knowing how that <laughs> ends, which I think means that you're wasting your time making a movie if you know how it ends. Because, like, of course, we knew they were all going to die. Mon Mothma says in that four, we lost a lot of good people getting these Death Star plans yeah did you think it was just the people on leia's ship no who got it rogue squadron where's rogue squadron dead
0: they're dead who's the, I'm uh, not here
1: who's the guy ben madel ben madelson is that the Mad uh,
2: Mickelson. no
1: not Mickelson. ben madelson he's the guy who played the uh empire like villain the guy oh, who went. Um, i think it's like ben mendelson or whatever i think his name is um
2: grand moff tarkin
1: no, that's Peter Cushing, I believe.
2: Oh, 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 oh
1: the guy oh, who the
2: guy that sucks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, that I'm guy. On, I'm, with I, you, I'm with you now.
1: Yeah, Ben. I think his name's like Ben Meddelson or something. It's something like that. Um, I enjoyed him as a villain because I think it was more because since he's talking to Mads Mackelson's character, it's a Empire officer who seems more human because he's talking to a like former, I guess, coworker. It's not just like, ha, oh, these rebels, we have to kill them. It's like, farming? Man, what are you doing? It's like, it's a very, it's a different kind of portrayal of a, of an empire. And we also like with the whole, you know, we're transmitting the Death Star plans. And it just, he's like, so what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, he has the gun pointed at him and all this other shit.
2: I, I feel something unforgivable that occurred in that film. Uh, was vader making a dad joke before he knew he was a dad when he's like be careful not to choke on your aspirations I'm yeah like, back-to-back puns oh my god Vader pun daddy i wanted to leave the theater when it's just that. like
1: I, I feel like part of me feels like that's anakin like channeling a little bit of obi one and like a joke but at the same time this is fucking darth vader wife. who set him on fire
2: he thinks no. Obi Wan fucked his wife.
1: I'm not going to put it past Obi Wan. So. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, no. <laughs> I was going to say Obi Wan absolutely. Fuck this There's a few stuff Obi Wan gets some If, you, stuff so, gets yeah, some sus if stuff. you
1: watch the Clone Wars and you see Obi Wan's like love interest in that show,
2: Satine.
1: So, yes, right. I I don't know. I didn't watch Clone Wars. Um, Neither. <laughs> Like Palpatine, I believe Obi Wan fucks. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah, everyone thought it was going right, to. Everyone you. thought the big twist was going to be that Ray was a Kenobi because there's only a handful of people who have British accents in the whole <laughs> series, and then one of them was Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, because accent is an inherited trait.
1: <laughs> what? That's a. That's a oh, just a little thing about that. Um, I really like that Peter Cushing and. Uh, Christopher Lee got to both be in Star Wars because those two were, like, best friends since, like, the 60s. Uh, they did the Hammer Horror, like, film series together, like Dracula. Chris Lee was Dracula. Peter Cushing played Van Helsing. They were, like, always in movies together. So, just seeing them uh, in the same franchise. I think it said Christopher Lee took the role because of Peter Cushing. It might have been after his death he died in 94 so So he would he probably would have taken it after his death just to kind of like honor his friend but um it's like yeah there's only a few british people and most of them are villains so
0: as it should be as it should be
2: and it turned out that she was the offspring of a villain the grand offspring of a villain
1: i love democracy God,
2: I hate Star Wars. I hate this <laughs> <stupid franchise.
1: laughs> Star Wars is that, like it is that franchise, isn't it though? Everyone's it's like, it's like I love like I know you're like, I love some of the concepts of Star Wars. but boy, do I God hate I fucking hate it. watching it <laughs> fucking Star Wars. like the only time I've had I think, fun watching Star Wars is the Mandalorian because it feels so different. Um oh, I had fun.
0: Different, it's way different tonal so shift.
1: Fun. I think the thing that I need in Star Wars now. Star Wars, I think I've said it in previous episodes, or maybe in another episode. Give us some Star Wars that is not about a lightsaber or Jedi's. Like give us. There's so much of this universe to explore. Show us. Uh, the thing that I keep talking to my friends about that I want is I want a you know Band of Brothers style show. One going between like a group of rebel soldiers and a group of stormtroopers, just like on the ground in these big battles.
2: That would be hard to do because in the original trilogy, they all look alike.
0: Have you seen Bad Batch?
1: I've seen I've seen bits and pieces.
0: Bad Batch is literally what you're describing.
1: But you know, grittier live action.
0: (laughs) Ah, Okay.
2: If I had to pick one thing that I want from Star Wars, it's a goddamn break. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a stop. Make <laughs> a pause. Stop, stop giving it. me shit.
1: Stop it. Get stop some it. help. Get some help. <laughs> Get some help. <laughs> it's it's that's going what I want to... from
2: Star Wars, a goddamn break.
1: Star Wars, like after the sequel trilogy, after the sequel trilogy, John Favreau is like, stop it. Get some help. <laughs> and then he made Mandalorian. <laughs> He's just like that is the help. <laughs>
0: But uh... um, as you're as you're speaking on like wanting to see stories from like a non lightsaber wielding point of view, may I posit my game? It's not canon. Plug the game. But it's <laughs> Just... a, like so so the game that I play on Tuesdays. I I am playing a lightsaber wielder, uh, but she is not technically a Jedi. Um, the temp like. The way it works in the game, uh, the game, first of all, was made in the 1980s. I think it actually came out before Episode 6 came out. Um, And it is a D6-based system, which means all of my roles are D6s. It's just however many based on skill and attribute. Um, And I play a Jedi, which is very hard to do in that game because you have to put more skills into more places than everybody else. So I'm playing the game on hard mode. Everyone else is playing it on, you know, whatever mode. Everyone else already has like their specialties that they have. Like there's the hacker, there's the medical droid, uh, there's a bounty hunter and there's a gunrunner. And everyone has their specialties in like piloting and like uh, hacking and medicine distributing, whatever the case may be. And I'm just sitting here like twiddling my thumbs like I am one with the force and the force is one with me and I'll get there at some point. Donnie Yen owned that
1: fucking role.
2: He yes, he, po- he popped his whole pussy in that movie. <laughs> he was the best Donnie part Yen of that whole great. film.
1: The, the, there, are two shining, there are three shining lights, at least in casting for me, for Rogue One. And that is uh, Force Whitaker as Saul Guerrero. Because we see a lot of Saul in the Clone Wars cartoon when he was younger. So seeing this like old grizzled version of himself was great. Um, Donnie Yen as the not-Jedi Jedi, I feel I'm like. Sure in or way. at least... They keep doing this thing in the movies where they indicate that somebody is force sensitive, but not like on a Jedi level. You have hell yeah, you have him in Rogue One and you have the kid at the end of uh, The Last Jedi. I could
2: talk mm-hmm. for an hour about the kid. At the so
1: it's like they keep showing these force sensitive people, but they just it's never do anything strange. with it
2: it's almost like you can just be force sensitive and not have to join a cult.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And as always, Alan Tudyk's owning any animated character that he plays. I love the robot. (laughs) So
2: I'm going to respectfully, this is not me putting any disrespect on our Lord and savior, Alan Tudyk. This is me (laughs) putting disrespect on the sheer amount of rewrites and reshoots that occurred when making Rogue One, because I followed it rather closely. You can feel how many times that movie was rewritten mm-hmm. cuz they were like it was supposed to be like a gritty like this is a war movie and I'm like I wish they had just like did that I wish but
1: the Battle of Scarif Disney. was the movie
2: Yeah Battle of Scarif what? movie would have been fun but Disney's like, whoa, this doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie. We need to add some comic relief to this film. Otherwise, it's not going to feel like a Star Wars movie. Which I don't think Rogue One is a Star Wars movie because it lacks a good enough comic relief. They had such an opportunity with K2SO to give yeah. him existential dread comedy, <laughs> and they didn't do it, and they put poor... They put the, like... They put Reez Ahmed as, like, the existential crisis guy, and I... I have complicated feelings about that i think reese ahmed is an incredible actor and was kind of shafted in that film but uh alan tudyk did the best with what he had
1: yeah we're getting to the point of alan tudyk is being so known for like playing the voices of characters and doug jones is so used to being like the physical form that eventually we're going to get the doug jones character voiced by alan tudyk (laughs) that'd be great i'm
2: sure i'm sure we're running low on time
1: yeah so okay, it's about at, we're about that we're about, about at the hour tudyk. mark
2: all right since we're talking about alan tudyk my last comment i'm going to make uh because this is coming out on space day we talking about a space movie uh, how does a reaver wash its spear i fucked it up <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be how does a reaver clean its spear it puts it through the wash thank you <laughs> i'm gonna leave now
1: <laughs> uh, it's like the thing with the space day
0: Good job. Here. If
1: this wasn't Everybody. if this wasn't specifically filmed on May Fourth, space I think Space Day each year. If it's going to be on a Friday, or if we're recording it on Space Day, we should just cover space franchises because <laughs> we could talk yeah. about how Firefly was never given the real opportunity that it deserved. Or I have
2: complicated emotions.
1: Or <laughs> how many Star Trek series do we actually? Star Trek series do we actually need? Never like,
2: seen a Star Trek anything in my entire life. I thought I was only allowed to, like, one star thing in my youth, and the three star things were Star Wars, Star Trek, and Battlestar, or Stargate, or is Battlestar Galactica? Star,
0: there's Stargate, and then there's Battlestar Galactica.
2: Yeah, and I picked so, Star Wars, and I was like, that means I must hate everything else.
1: Next year, whatever episode we record or release on the 9th, I'm going to say it right now, let's cover Galaxy Quest.
0: <laughs> Galaxy <laughs> Quest? Oh no. I have to actually watch that movie now.
1: <laughs> the movie's still great it's still i actually rewatched galaxy quest lately it's still good
0: (laughs) what if what if space balls
1: oh that could be a whole (laughs) that might be our like first 0.5 in a long time (laughs) (laughs) can we yes we can (laughs)
2: I can't if, do that today, but I would love to talk about it any
1: we'll other get, day. We'll get it. We'll get it up. Uh, we'll get it recorded at some point. Let's do the point thirty three point five of spaceballs, <laughs> <laughs> or I'm so not just spaceballs. I'm also going to like do my research and let's find uh,
0: a bunch of Star w- Wars parodies. Like
1: the not the parodies, but like the obvious rip offs that came from Star oh, yeah. Wars. Uh, and I can talk about uh, Turkish Star Wars, which will be great because <laughs> that movie is a fucking disaster <laughs> but uh yeah so this was kind of our talk of uh star wars here on may 4th you guys are seeing this uh, on space day so hopefully you all enjoyed the episode and hopefully on space day elon musk hasn't done anything stupid involving space so
0: please uh when you're doing the editing if he has done something stupid I just edited in here like, ah, he has done something stupid. Days
1: since Elon Musk has done something stupid. Just a zero.
2: (laughs) He woke up and he breathed. Zero days.
1: But hopefully uh, everybody's had a good week. Hopefully you all had a good Friday uh, or Saturday whenever you watch this episode. But
0: I guess like uh, good Friday? What? That was in April.
1: That was a long time. With
0: your spirit?
1: (laughs) May the force be with you. And with you too, <laughs> and
2: also and with you.
1: It's <laughs> a fucking Vulcan house. Now but, you're uh, just
0: now you're just choosing violence.
1: Eventually, we'll also get it. We'll find people who want to talk about Star Trek because I have some thoughts from like the older stuff, but not into the newer stuff. And I know like and there's empty. there's this weird divide between the two fandoms. So we could definitely uh. Is that Peter Cushion? Look at that hot man. Yeah.
2: He's wait. he was a cutie.
1: Peter Cushing's great distracted
2: for the last 20 minutes looking at this <laughs> photo of Peter because he kind of looks like Tywin Lannister, but if Tywin Lannister was like He
1: does look like Charles Dance, but I also think that like every older, handsome British man looks like Charles Dance. So
2: <laughs> without context podcast. <laughs> Check out I have the links in the description below.
1: But yeah, so um this has been the Without Context Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I guess we'll see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Peter says bye. Bye, Peter Cushing.